Check one two. Check one two. Check. Is this recording or something? Oh no, gay. What's happening here? I don't know what's happening to the dang thing. I'm trying so dang hard, but I can't find the buttons. <laughs> okay, 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 there it is. Schwitzy babies. Uh, hey, just real quick. Um, this episode is going to be exactly how um, it was. There's going to be some breaks in there that I really, really thought about taking out. There's going to be some things that I say that I may have thought that I was going to take out or whatever, but I just wanted to put it in there and throw it out the way that it is um, because that's what this is. So uh, enjoy. Love you guys. Goodbye. Schwitzek, babies. This is Jeremy Zeller, and welcome to Jeremy Zeller and the other side. I have to say, I am, um, I don't know what I am right now. I have had an incredible day. I have had an amazingly incredible day today. Um, I, uh, went over to my mom and dad's house to help them out with a couple things around the house and, uh, was able to get that stuff done. And then, um, my mom and dad and I sat down in the air conditioning with a nice glass of sweet tea and just, uh, had a little conversation and, um, it was, um, it was incredible. It was, it was incredible. Um, and went on to, uh, get my daughter. She was out there too. And, uh, so I got her and she helped me with, uh, some, some things around the house there. And I was just, it was just the most amazing day that I could never even ask for. It just happened. And it was, it was beautiful. My daughter and I, uh, she's a she's grown up and uh, doing her own thing, so we don't get to hang out as much as I might like, and uh, so I I really really uh, appreciated today and cherished that. So um, today I had not planned on doing an episode, which I'm starting to realize is part of the pattern of this whole thing. So I uh, I just happened to have my podcast stuff in my vehicle and uh, I after the day I've had I decided to swing over here to my buddy old pal Miles his house and so now I am in a room by myself listening to some Caspian and talking to Yuns so um, the here I'm going to write this down so I get back to it because I'm I'm trying to learn to um I certainly can't write and talk at the same time. Okay. Yeah. So anyway, I'm trying to write things down so I remember to get back to them. Um, I've had a couple people make comments to me about things not, you know, I'm not telling, I'm not being specific enough. Like I'm doing it right now. Like So my goal today is to kind of um, start this journey officially and fill you guys in on where I'm at. 
So, sit back, grab your popcorn, and let's do this. Um, so yeah, so the oh, with with mom and dad, I mean, it it is it has been uh, awkward um, since having the conversation about not believing in Jesus anymore. Just saying that, even still saying that is, is, is very weird to me, but, um, things have been, been awkward with that. And so today going over there, I honestly, I was, I was kind of afraid that things were going to get awkward and, um, they almost did actually. And I, I'm going to put the blame on myself because I really don't think that anybody meant anything by it. So, uh, it was fine. It was actually really nice. We had a, had a great time helping them around the house. And then we, uh, wanted to take a break. So we go in and sit down, you know, the air conditioning's going. And like I said, we've got our sweet tea and, uh, we're just kind of sitting there and, um, the podcast came up. And so we began to talk about it. And it led to probably the most honest conversation I've ever had with my parents. And um, that's really sad to say. That's really sad to say. That's it's, uh, just realizing that. That's sad. Um, so, but it was good. We I expressed myself in some ways and um oh shit i'm just okay i'm just gonna i'm just gonna talk about it okay so went in there and uh tried to kind of tell them a little bit more first of all i i had to um remind my mom of what a podcast is and so it, it was funny because there was a moment where all all three of us we were just kind of hanging out and talking and I said, all right, this, this is what a podcast is. This is, what, or this is what my podcast is. This is just conversations. And she was like, just this right here? And I'm like, yes. And so it was good. So now my mom understands what this podcast is. So that's great. But we went on and we had, we had a, um, just, I, I really wanted to take that time because all three of us sitting down, you know, I wanted to take that time and just reassure them and and thank them for for the examples that they've been for me. I mean, I've said it before that, you know, the the Christian faith is the faith that we as a, as a family have adopted and they did an amazing job. I could not have asked for a better childhood. It it was something you'd see in a movie. They I had all the freedom in the world. Uh they trusted me. I was able to, you know, run around with my friends. Of course, back then, okay, back then, are you kidding me? Backyards, can we talk about backyards? Back then, there was no privacy fences. So we had free reign of the entire backyard. All of them. I know we had, there was at least, oh gosh, I could count them and and tell you, but I would say there was at least... 10 or 12 houses back to back all the way down that were wide open that the kids all of us we got we just got to play and you know one of our neighbors Mandy Crayhill I think she had the best tree house it was incredible and 
and me, I was one of the younger kids in the neighborhood at that time. And so I was never able to go in there. I would sneak. I would get caught. I would just try to go up there. I'd get stopped. So I, I went years, years looking at this playhouse. I wanted in. I wanted into see there was there was a there was probably two levels in my neighborhood of ages you know we had the younger kids and the older kids makes sense right yeah i'm a genius um and the the younger kids we just they would not let us in so that like i said this went on for years so i mean okay it was this kind of thing I would sneak, when my brother would go in there, I would sneak up, I'd climb the tree, I would go over onto the roof. I can see it right now, it's crazy. I'm laying on the roof and I can hear my brother and his friends in there talking. And I heard him say shit. (laughs) And I thought, I thought, because at the time, okay, my brother and I are four years apart. I wasn't exactly the best younger brother. He wasn't exactly the best older brother. We had our moments, right? So in that moment, I heard, I hear him say that. So I immediately, I'm sneaky, sneaky, sneaky. I lit, lit, legitimately thought I was a ninja when I was a kid. And we will talk more about that. But I'd sneak down, you know, all of a sudden I'd go over, you know, through the yards, make it back to the house walk in i tell my mom mom i heard gary say shit or i didn't say shit of course not because right um i you know i said mom i heard you know gary cuss blah 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 blah. anyway got him in trouble it was great so not long after that i'm hanging around the tree fort and the opportunity arises for me to climb up in I can see it. I can see it. It's like the promised land. So I go over. I climb the steps. It's like a ladder type of thing. I'm looking right, looking left. Nobody. So I go in there. Boom. Open the door. It's pretty sweet, actually. I mean, it legit was. You know, I had carpeting and seating and, you know, all that stuff. Um, All the awesome 80s posters that you could imagine uh, were in there. So I bust in. I'm taken back by what I get to see. And there's a girl in there. There's two There's two girls in there. They're like, oh my gosh, get out, get out. And so one of them goes to push me and I turn. And as I'm reaching, my hand falls and I reach. And this girl has a tube top on. And I swear it's the first time that I ever saw a girl's boobies. So I'm... I was like, oh my gosh. And at first I was terrified. So I run down the ladder and I run home. And I'm pretty sure I probably just, you know, cried myself to sleep that night. But anyway, so uh, back to the talk with my mom. <laughs> um, no, they, uh, I, I was able to clarify some things with them and just reassure them of how amazing of parents they are because they they genuinely are um everyone has their moments with their mother and their father i i can honestly say i've had a lot fewer of those than some people i have great parents um and so we i i really had a an opportunity to talk with them about that they were able to to share some things with me 
and we got to you know talking about some questions that um that i might have you know and uh my dad he he's he's so awesome like i said he's very passionate and so you know he was doing his it was interesting to me to be on the other side of that conversation interesting to ask the question and have someone else tell me the answer um of, of course the answer is is what i know and that that's just that's that's part part of this life is you just you just know that um so you know i was i was listening to him and yes absolutely you know he is he is 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 on it with the you know his his knowledge of scripture and you know giving me the answers that uh that i would expect to hear um so it and my mom too you know my mom you know was explaining you know what she believes to be the trinity and and it was it was really cool to be on that side of the conversation because i'm not i'm not used to that and so um yeah gosh it it was just it was a surreal moment you know here it is i'm listening to my parents touching on salvation type issues and stuff like that and uh hey miles it's i don't know what it did it's i didn't touch anything it just said devices and connections media remote you did hit something i promise you i didn't i promise you i didn't it was just sitting right here I'm pretty sure if you hit that, it comes up. It would, what'd you hit? Well, you didn't hit nothing, so it don't matter, right? That's right. So, yeah, yeah, it was, it was just, it was cool to be able to be on that side of the conversation. Um, and it wasn't awkward. It really wasn't. Uh, I thought that it would have been, but um, uh, because of our conversation, it just, it did not feel awkward. It was just, we were just having a cool conversation, you know? Um, my dad was able to share with me sometimes that, that he's gone through similar things. And, um, so it was cool. It was, it was cool to connect in that way. And, uh, I was also, I was able to explain like why this is happening, like what, what led to this. And there's always been this kind of, um, overarching thing to this story um oh my gosh i sound so okay here you go here goes the question when did the dark days begin bear with me this is hard for me this is the first time that i have ever told this entire story um So, because of who I created myself to be, because of the perfect specimen that I had created myself to be, um, 
I truly thought that my life was what it needed to be. I was at a church that I loved. My family was involved. I was making decent money. We had everything we needed. I, you know, had been in service to Jesus in some way my entire life. And there, you know, there was just like anyone else, there was times that, uh, you know, I would quote unquote stray away, you know. And, uh, you know, I think the only time that I ever really strayed away to the point that I really did not try, even try to live a Christian life was when I, I moved out to L.A. and I was out there for about a year. And uh, while I was out there, this is, gosh, this is when I was 19 years old. While I was out there, you know, I was able to, to party and do whatever I wanted to because I, I didn't have anybody else around there to, that I had to, you know, perform for. So anyway, so yes, there's definitely been times that I've strayed away in my life, but for the most part, you know, I, I have really, really tried to devote who I was to, to Jesus. And, uh, and then things started getting weird, man, little things, um, little things, little things turned to big things. Um, there was some conflict, uh, within the church that I was at and, um, and there was members of my family that were heavily involved in that. Uh, that conflict. So uh, that went, that drug on way, way, way longer than it should have. And I won't, I, I won't get into it today, but I will get into it eventually. Um, that just went on way too long. And I just basically just bowed out. I resigned and went on with my life. Um, ended up, you know, leaving there going to had having a great family vacation you know one we hadn't had you know forever went to florida went skydiving it was it was awesome and then um came back and then try and then tried to try to adjust to a life outside of ministry um you know it was the first time that i wasn't at a church like I, I wasn't like I didn't quote unquote belong to a church so um, you know we 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 navigated that time of our life um, man that that was it was it was nuts it was it was really nuts anyway um, life like the the eight years leading up to that I would say were, was probably when it got rough, when it started, when, when the little things started to become big things. Um, and I, I guess, I guess I'm 
specifically talking about my first marriage i i guess i didn't realize that i was going that direction but anyway um so uh we moved out moved on you know had uh three awesome kids we were you know tight and uh i mean tight is is such a (laughs) such a small word um i yeah i can't describe what you know what we were it was uh yeah it's incredible um but but we had that i had that i had something that i had worked my entire life to achieve i mean family to me it's it's i'm i'm it's it's I was going to say it's inbred. <laughs> it's in it's inbred me. <laughs> it's like it's with it's it, you know what I'm trying to say. It's it's within me. Like taking care of family, taking care of my wife is like the utmost importance to me. And uh I feel like I did a pretty good job of that. Um, you know, I'm I'm only human, so I mean, yeah, I make mistakes, but I feel like I did a a good job of sharing my love with my family. And uh so I I did. I I really really thought that I had it all. And uh slowly but surely, um my ex-wife and I started having some issues and uh it just grew and 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 that's another thing that was a small to big that I mentioned eight years that's what I mean like the it it was over the course of a long time that our relationship ended up dissolving or whatever you want to say um But things things kept getting worse, and uh, and then one day, uh, and then one day I found out that uh, my ex-wife was being unfaithful. And so uh, we went through that. Uh, we went through that was that was a really difficult time. And uh, did all the necessary things. Went to the to the counseling. We went to, you know, the church services every Thursday night. You know, did our uh, went to the marriage counselor. Um, and uh thought thought things were back on track um and then uh after that uh gosh after that that's when things got bad like the divorce itself like was was incredible in the worst way that you could imagine um
I'm trying to remember where I was going. Sorry. Let's see. No, it's a good place. I need to talk. I need to stop there for a minute. My gosh, this is hard. It was terrible. I mean, you know, some of the things that, that parents do without even thinking that their kids are watching, y'all be careful of that. Because you can be the best person in the world and do one thing, say one thing in front of your kids in a moment like that that could impact them forever so just just watch what you say about their mom watch it what you say about their dad in front of them because they hear more than you think so yeah it it, it was a mess but you know what became as a result of that is is what where my struggle really began um you know, we, we continued to try counseling and stuff like that. It just, it just didn't work. Um, and so, um, you know, we, one day, um, But it was really hard, and we could have, we could have handled ourselves better. Um, but I think you know, coming to a place where I was at from going going from this guy that had strived for blameless perfection his whole life, and then everything is taken away because for me it was it wasn't so much it wasn't so much the marriage part of it that i was losing it was the the unit that i was losing and that that destroyed me you know i I questioned God in every way. I screamed at him. I cussed at him. Every, you know, everything that you could imagine. Um, but I just, I could not understand. I could not understand what happened. So for me, the, the that's kind of where the dark days really begin. I mean, I, there's, there's other things that, that led up to it. Uh, like I had mentioned, um, 
there was stuff within the church that 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 was happening there was stuff within uh our personal lives that were happening um you know for me personally i had gone through a period of time where uh i dealt with a, a pill addiction um it started you know started just like everyone else's did it started uh my my doctor at the time had been trying to get me to to take some medicine to get through the day you know so he had gave me i, I think like 30 lower tab or something like that so i started that and then ended up taking that i, I don't know but that probably took two months to take that one because uh i just you know didn't need it or at least i didn't think i did whatever so uh that went on um for gosh for well pretty much till the dark days really it was under control there was a couple times there was a couple times <laughs> there was a couple times in there where uh i can remember one time specifically i was uh we were getting ready to move and i was sitting in my daughter's room and i had taken I, I i don't remember how many it wasn't like a crazy amount but it was enough for me to like realize that whoa you know <laughs> how you doing you know um and so uh so there was a couple times there a matter of fact i know there was one time where i was uh at a church what was oh it was a uh, it was band practice that's what it was worship practice um and I, I had I remember I had taken one too many that day and uh well, Vicky <laughs> Vicky comes up to me and she's like, Are you okay? And I was just like, I'm dizzy. Um, of course I didn't I wasn't gonna tell anyone it was because of pain pills. I mean, are you ridiculous me tell somebody that at that time? Pfft, whatever. Um but it wasn't ever a problem. I mean, I, I, some people might think, think that's a problem, but to me, I think that that's just like, you know, having one too many beers or something like that for, for me at that time, because pills weren't a problem at that time. So, uh, so anyway, um, life goes on, uh, and then all of a sudden the bottom drops out and yeah, that's when I was kind of like, <laughs> okay well these pills ain't so bad after all and so you know i began to and at the same time my insurance changed so i began to go to a different doctor that would see me and it just so happened that this doctor was not afraid to throw the pills out and so um before i knew it i was getting 150 a month and i was like you know i was loving life at that time not literally, you know what I mean. I was absolutely <laughs> devastatingly miserable at that time. Uh, but I had the pills to cope with it. And so so that's what I did. I just uh, coped with it, with the pills. And uh, got to the point where those 150 weren't lasting long enough, you know. So, you know, I'd call my doctor and, you know, hey, my pills got stolen, you know. It worked once, and then after that, no more. Um, and then, uh, so I would run out, and then, you know, I had family that I knew uh, had pills, and so I would 
go over and you know snag one of theirs uh or two or three or four um did that for man yeah i was taking i never see i never bought any never sold any I'm trying to think if there's anyone else that i took them from I don't think so. There, I had I had friends and stuff that would that would give me some sometimes, but I think that was it. I think that was to the the extent, and I'm just making sure. Yes, that's right. Um, <clears throat> but it, it got bad. I mean, it did. It it, it got bad. Um, you know, here I am dealing with uh, a betrayal that you know I never ever imagined I would ever have to deal with, and seeing that as well as you know who i thought i had to be for the church um who i thought i had to be for my kids and it was overwhelming and so yeah i did i i was addicted to pills for a time for sure and so it just so happened that my insurance changed again and I was able to go back to the doctor that had he well he had been my doctor since I was 16 years old and so it was it was good timing you can you can say uh god did that or you can say you know the universe came together it you know whatever um but i i remember going in there and i looked at him and i said doc i'm i'm in bad shape and i need your help and i i was terrified to say that this man had known me since I was 16 years old he just he knows my parents he knows all of my you know pretty much everybody in my life family wise and stuff and that was hard to say but I did and uh, he looked at at you know my uh, Casper report or whatever uh, I think uh, the Casper report is what shows the history of your pills and how many prescriptions you filled and stuff. So he looked at it and uh, he was like, "Yes, yeah, yeah, we need to we need to fix this." And so he helped me, man. It was great. I the very first time after that, uh, he sent me home with ninety pills. So I went from one hundred fifty to ninety. Uh, so I started to learn how to try and space them out correctly i would usually still take them before they were you know the month was over but i was i was definitely on the right track um so that went on went from 90 to 75 to 60 to 45 gets down to 30 everything was great get down to 30 as soon as we get down to 30 you know uh, i'm feeling good and then all of a sudden i i i I don't know i there was a time when i and i'm trying to get this right there was a time between that and i had back surgery later that i went off of them completely 
but then right after that i ended up having back surgery <laughs> so so all these back problems i had had ended up resulting in a legitimate back surgery so yes ladies and gentlemen i legitimately had back pain i have screws and rods in my back and the scars i i should i'm going to post a picture of what my post-surgery back looks like it it looks like the uh the alien from uh aliens coming out of my back it's like oh, it's just it's it's rancid looking but you, you'll have to check it out anyway um so yeah so i had back surgery and uh i i even did pretty good through there now um uh, shoot a lot of people don't even know this i was actually married twice so uh, uh i'll get into that so by the time I had back surgery, I had uh, married my second ex-wife, and uh, I was really thankful for her because um, she just wouldn't let me take more pills than I wanted to, just wouldn't. And so, uh, so yeah, I, I made it through that. I, there was one time where I had uh, I. You know, I don't know if you'd call it a relapse. I guess you could call it a relapse, but, um, but I've, I mean, I, this was right after my back surgery or not long after, I don't know, a month, something like that. Uh, still where I'm deep into my recovery, um, my back recovery, not my addiction recovery. Um, but, uh, there was one time when my daughter had had, uh, surgery on her mouth and, uh, I think like, I don't know, a week had passed or a couple days had passed or something like that. And, um, I called her doctor and I said that my daughter was in pain. She needs more medicine. I can come pick it up. And he's like, Oh, okay. No problem. Blah, blah, blah. I get it. Um, and so that's, that, that's one of the worst things that I can think of that I've done. Uh, but also that was, I guess you could call that my relapse. Um, but anyway, aside from that, everything was on track, went right back to taking them the way that I needed to. And that's, that's kind of the way that it's been, uh, for, well, up until, well, that, that went on for, for five years, I guess. So from then on, it was, it was, you know, pretty smooth sailing. I mean, with the exceptional, yes, I would ask, you know, a family member if they had one every now and then. Um, but I never felt like I had lost control. Not definitely not the way that I did before. And I really struggled with that. I struggled a long time with, um, going through the addiction process and, 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 and really it, it left as quick as it came. Uh, it stuck around for a while there in the middle, but it came fast and it left fast. And I really struggled with, I struggled with the idea that my, my story, um, was just wasn't enough, you know, had, yeah, you'll have people, you know, I, I would hear stories all the time of of people that have just done the most heinous things, and that's their story. And I, you know, first of all, I could never tell anyone that I had this problem. Either I couldn't tell anyone because of who I am, 
you know there was there was other other times where oh man uh i was taking ambien to to sleep because i have had horrible insomnia and so um man there was a couple times there that uh within the window after uh i guess after my addiction and you know what i don't even know what the fuck i'm supposed to call that or say i'm you know what i'm just gonna say uh i'm i'm an addict here let's let's figure this out right now um i'm a recovering addict okay that's fine i'm a recovering addict and the last uh pain pill i had was i think june june oh gosh i don't know it's somewhere in the middle of june i don't want to say june 16th or june 15th or june 14th that's that's all too close to a special birthday so let's just say june i'll I'll, let's say uh what is it six i'll say june 9th okay june 9th 2021 um but see here's where here's where i struggle with it so i went through the the addiction process you know i'll that's fine i don't have a problem with that but what happens to and this is a legitimate question if somebody has a similar story and can share with me what the hell you're supposed to do in these situations i would greatly appreciate it so this was my situation what do you do when you go through this process of terrible terrible addiction and then you make it through you pull through but then after that, I mean, you have legitimate, legitimate concern and legitimate pain. You know, I've, I've, I, I take Kratom, you know, that's something, uh, the Delta eight stuff, that stuff, you know, if, if you, if the, if marijuana is legal where you're at, you've got that, I get that. But like for where I'm at, that's not an option. So here's my point my point is is i went from being an active excuse me big mac coming back um i went from being an active addict to i guess a recovered addict but is are you still recovered if you still have to take that medicine um i'm so confused by that so if someone can answer that for me that would be fantastic because that's the window that i was in for for those five years um but here's the thing this is this is a story about pride okay my pride was so bad so bad that i wouldn't even share my recovery process with anyone the literally the only one on the face of the planet that knew was my doctor nobody knew my well i can say my parents i can say my parents knew they they were there for me during that matter of fact they played a massive role in it if i if i remember correctly i mean my mom was the one that would you know she would make sure that i was taking the right amount of pills and stuff like that so i I definitely had them and their support during that but it was i mean it, it it was a painful process 
for me I, compared to other stories mine was fairly short um uh it was it was i think for me <sighs> i think it was probably just i had let myself down so much that i couldn't imagine how much how how let down other people would be you know like going through the period with 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 the ambient and within those five years you know definitely there was a couple things oh my gosh i i don't i i hate to even say it because i it really 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 makes me look like a dirt bag but i'm gonna say this so there was uh, there was one time I did, I really had had a really really difficult time sleeping and so I was on Ambien I was clinically diagnosed with two forms of of uh, insomnia so I had a legitimate need but <laughs> there was one time man this makes me look like such a shithead there was this one time that my daughter uh, needed to go over to one of her friend's house and I had to go to uh, I think I think I had to go to church that morning. I did have to go to church that morning, and uh, I had just been prescribed Ambien. Uh, the I don't know the dosage was just the dosage was kicked up a notch or two for my insomnia, and so uh, I I took it, and I took it probably later than I should have. I took it probably around midnight uh and i had to get up with her at like five o'clock because i had to get her to her friends and then i had to get to church so we go driving and and i I, obviously i'm not able to drive the right way so anyway see you know after some coaxing or whatever she she ends up driving to her friend's house which included a stop at a gas station that i have no idea i don't remember it and I, apparently i stood there for like 10 seconds just staring at an empty coke cup or something like that nodding out like i was a meth crack ahead or something like that and uh so apparently my daughter was like you know no he's fine and then she takes me out of there puts me in the car we drive over to her friend's house and i slept in the parking lot wake up end up driving my way to church walk in sit in my office pastor comes in and i'm nodding out like i'm some crackhead now okay if you're a crackhead i'm sorry i'm I'm not like i love you i really do i'm not trying to you know what i mean it's (laughs) it's a it's a metaphor is that what it is? Anyway, so <laughs> that happening after this is this is this this happens after I go through this bad pill addiction. Now, what are you going to think? Who's anybody that that? puts two and two together going to think everyone and their mother is going to think well he's a crackhead that's why or he's you know he's taking pills which i was i was taking an ambient 
so no, Jay Z loves crackheads too. Um, but obviously, people are going to talk about something like that. So I'm finding this stuff out, and uh, you know, this is when uh, my daughter comes up to me. She and and she, oh gosh, this was I don't know, it was a couple weeks ago. She comes up to me and. I had noticed, oh gosh, this story is going everywhere, but please, please follow me. Please follow me. I had been, oh gosh, I don't even know what the, how. Anyway, here I am. I'm, 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 you know, living my life, you know, the way that I'm supposed to be doing it, you know, as getting through life as best as I can when it comes to, you know, taking my medicine. Now I do, I, I've got some, like I take Cymbalta, I think I take Cymbalta, vitamin D and a couple others, no big deal. But when it comes to, you know, the, the pain pills and stuff like that like what do you what do you do so that i guess that's that's kind of where i was at for a long time anyway daughter comes and sits down and and looks at me and starts bawling she's just bawling and starts telling me how worried she is about me and my pill problem And I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. My what? And she's like, yeah, we've we've all been so worried. And so I start to think. I start to, things start to click in my head. For five years, this is where the pride comes in. For five years... I have seen members of my family and friends look at me almost with disdain. It, this, that's what I saw. I'm not saying it was there, but I'm saying in my head because of how whacked up I am, I took every stare as disdain or disappointment or disapproval. And my depression was bringing me down so bad. This pursuit of perfection had taken over so bad. That those around me genuinely thought that I had a pill problem. Now, I would like to publicly say that I will take the overwhelming majority of the blame for not letting certain people in my life to walk that journey with me. 
I did it by myself and that was a mistake. I should have brought my friends in. I should have brought the people that I trust in on that part of my journey, but I didn't. And that was a mistake. A mistake that I paid for for five years. Because for five years, the rumor mill around my kids from different people was that, well, kids, your dad, he's still, he's still battling that pill problem. Be careful when you go around your dad. <laughs> and here I am depressed out of my mind. And because of my pride and not letting anyone in, not only, not only did they see me at my lowest. In their mind, they thought they saw me at my highest. <laughs> so that is inappropriate laughter right there. But the, I walked right into it. I didn't expect it to be there. It's low-hanging fruit. I grabbed it. I'm sorry. <laughs> but for five years, I paid that price of not going and, and letting people in. And so while I'm dealing with major life issues of the universe and the stars and... God and Mother and speaking of Mother Earth and I'm pondering the questions of eternity in my mind and how I fit in that because I don't see myself fitting in that anymore because my whole life was dedicated to this one thing this one thing And to me, when I lost everything, I lost everything. Because that guy that I was before, he died. He died in the bed of my son because that is where I collapsed and lost it. Lost it. I've never in my life cried the way that I cried that day. And I truly look back at that moment and look at it as a death that that dude died. And so,
because that is where I lost it. And I have tried and failed to be that guy again. Well, I'm kind of at a point where I'm realizing <laughs> that that guy, that guy is the guy that led you here. Now, I'm not talking spiritually at this point. At this point, I'm speaking of more of a mental health type thing. That guy brought me here. So why in the hell are you trying to pursue him again? He was not happy, happy. He certainly wasn't content. And quite honestly, in most areas, he was n an idiot. Now, the parts of that guy that I would love to be able to have again is compassion, It's hard to say love because I do, I have found love. So that, that part I think I've achieved. Compassion and passion. That dude had compassion and passion. And I'd like to, I'd like to have that back. <laughs> so, um, but the pursuit of, of perfection, that was just, man, it, it was just terrible. And so, you know, realizing that you'll never, you, you don't want that guy anymore. He's dead. Let him go. Let him go. And now is the perfect time to ask those questions. Open yourself up. And so that's what I'm doing. I. <laughs> I'm, I, I'm struggling with. I'm okay. I'm here's where I'm at. I'm struggling now with dealing with the people with the people in my life that have created this character of who I am in their story. Because anybody can create anybody to be any character in your own story. So I'm, I'm struggling with what, what do you do about that kind of influence around you? The kind of influence that, you know, would spend so much time and effort in 
making the kids worry and what do you, I mean what do you do with those people because I, I want to say that they're genuinely concerned I do because I, I can't imagine anyone that would say that about someone for so long uh, th- that's just a piece of shit so I have to believe that part of them really was worried and concerned here's the problem here's, here's where I'm kind of running into a wall if you're that concerned then why in the hell didn't you say something five years ago where was your concern then Where, <laughs> so forgive me if if concern is something that is your reason because if it is concern then you should have came to me five years ago and said something five years ago when I was actually dealing with the addiction and then, and then other people, other people, other people saying, well, I've got your Casper report. <laughs> First of all, that's a HIPAA violation. Second of all, it's from five years ago. That's a snapshot of five years ago. Send it to me. I'll post it on my Instagram. But to use something like that to continuously feed into the heads of kids. <laughs> Here, come real close. In the words of my buddy Bill, go fuck yourself. Because that's... A messed up thing to do you know it makes it makes me feel like I'm actually a decent human being when there's things that I could say being in the position that I've been in there are things that I could say that could literally ruin lives that would completely change the shape of who someone is to someone else. But I choose not to do that because I'm a decent human being. Once that person is healed and moves on from it, to me, that's a victory. That is not something that you use to skew the minds of other people and create your own character in your own story. So now, now that that's out there, that's one of the things that I need to get out. There's many more. So yeah, So that's going to open up that conversation. 
And if I, as, as I remember, if there's things that I remember that I did during the course of all that, then I'm looking forward to sharing them with you on here. Um, golly, that was hard. And there's, man, there's so much more to that story. There's, uh, oh gosh. Um, but, oh yeah. So I, you know, I was able to explain all of that in, 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 in greater detail with my parents. I mean, because I was, I was over there for, you know, a couple hours. It was great. And so, you know, they were able to reassure me in some ways too. I mean, they, you know, my, I was surprised. Quite honestly, I was surprised. I, and that's because that's my own problem. I have this problem in my head What is it? It's like when I know the word for it. I can't think of the word for it. It's when you always assume like you're always on guard, like you're always ready, you know, and because I was like that, I was creating the awkwardness myself. They weren't doing anything awkward. I was and I was freaking myself out. I have no idea where I was going with that. But my mom, you know, she she said, she said, well, you know, I will support you through this. And I will listen because I want to be a part of this journey. And that made me feel really good. It really did. It did. So, you know, I feel like I feel like I there was a breakthrough for sure. I feel like being able to express you know, I, I, we we had an open open conversation. It was great. You know, one of the things I jo- I joke about um not not talking at work and stuff like that. Well, it, it come to find out there's a couple of the people I work with that have found out I have a podcast and they have found out that I like talking. And so now we talk at work. So, uh, so it's all good. But, um, one of the guys I work with, I mean, he, he literally could have been my brother. He grew up the same way that I did. He, um, his parents were the same. I mean, it, you know, he, he could have been my brother. He's, you know, been through a similar situation with his divorce and, you know, struggling, you know, in getting through that period of his life. And so it's been, it's been awesome to be able to talk to people like that. But I was telling her, you know, I, I'm not interested in telling people to not follow Jesus. That's not what I'm interested in. You know, I'm, I, my son just, you know, asked me if I was gonna, if I would read the Bible with him. And I was like, of course, I'm going to encourage him in his walk with Jesus. I'm not out to, to steal Christians away or anything like that or any, or, or anything else for that matter. Like for me, it's, if Jesus is the thing that brings you to God, then by all means, do that. If a relationship with Jesus is going to give you a basic moral code, 
then do that. If a relationship with Jesus is going to give you the faith to push on and find hope, then do that. I would never ask someone to not do that. My question is, well, what about this other person? You know, something I told my mom today. You know, I said, you know, she had, it was so, like I said, they were, they were presenting the gospel message to me is what they were doing. And, and it was awkward hearing it, but I was, it was, it was, it wasn't awkward in a bad way. It was awkward because I was on the other side of the conversation. And so, you know, God bless EMS. Um, squirrel. Uh, I can't. Phew. I'm so messed up, man. This has been a, this has been a really hard episode. So just bear with me. I'm hoping that as these big things that I get out are out, um, like these breakthrough moments. I'm hoping that eventually my mind will start to slow down enough to be able to finish a freaking thought um it was great it was it was a great day with my mom and dad and it was a great day with my daughter um i couldn't have done what i did today without her or okay if i'm honest i I could have done it without her but i would not have enjoyed my time as much and it would have taken me twice as long or more so there uh, that's the, I'm trying. I'm trying to. I'm trying to really, really pay attention to the little things that I say that I may not necessarily mean. That one being an, a good example. You know, I'm not saying that when somebody comes up to you and says, you know, hey, how you doing today? You know, I'm not saying you're supposed to. You know, sit there and say, oh, well, you know, I just found out my mother's dog died and my uncle you know he went squirrel hunting and shot himself in the foot i'm not you know if i'm not saying that but you know i don't know like how you doing today you know i'm man thank you for asking i'm I'm doing good today how are you doing or man i appreciate you asking i'm really having a rough day today like that's the kind of thing that would open up a dialogue right you'd think so I'm trying to pay attention to those those little things that go on and happen that typically I would just kind of just go through the motions and just do it. And I'm noticing some cool little things like I'm definitely conversating more. Um but I don't know. It's it's been it's been an interesting part of of my breaking out of my depression shell so um man this is this is uh this is this has been a good episode how long oh my gosh it's been a long one thank you guys for hanging in there i know everything was really scattered and spattered and this and that and whatever but i don't know i was just excited i wanted to make sure that i captured the day that i had with my mom and dad today because it was it was awesome um oh i've got one so yeah so i've heard several times that uh that i'm not sharing enough specific stories okay well though i feel like the one that i told you was was kind of specific but but i i I will go ahead and tell a story this one 
I've actually been excited to tell this one, if I'm honest with you, because this is one of those I gotchas that went way too far. Way too far. But it was actually pretty funny. So, like I had said earlier, I, I lived in LA for a while. I was I was doing some acting stuff. And uh, I had met uh, a group of buddies uh, that uh, that knew some famous people, and so uh, I was, you know, I was there. I, you know, I wanted to meet these famous people. So, uh, so the one guy, I think his name was PJ or CJ. I'm gonna call. I'm gonna. I'm just gonna say PJ. So no, it's JP. Boom, JP. So JP, he's like, hey, bro. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Wahlberg are going to be going to the premiere of Fear. This, I, yes, I said Fear. Fear, as in 1996? Seven? Something like that? Yes, Fear. You know, so, uh, yeah, so I just was, you know, wanted to know if you wanted to go. And of course, I'm like, for sure, I want to go. So I go over to JP's house. Stop. Right there is where I was interrupted for the first time telling this story. I can't remember who interrupted me. I really can't. But whoever it was said, they stopped me and they said, Oh my God, you get to hang out or you got to hang out with Leonardo and Mark Wahlberg. The excitement was there, and everyone else was like, what? And so I was like, yeah, I did. They were cool. They were awesome. I've never met Leonardo DiCaprio or Mark Wahlberg. I feel bad, though, because some some of the people were really close to me, and I never let them in on the secret. I always just went with it. Yes, I know Leonardo DiCaprio and Mark Wahlberg when actually I really don't so there that's a specific story okay like I said some of these stories are going to be funny some of them are going to be serious and some of them some of them most of them are going to be nonsense so just hang out you know while we ramble and while we talk and while I try to figure out what the hell is going on in my head Oh gosh, I've got to tell you this. I've got to tell you this. So today, as I'm hanging out with mom and dad, you know, we were talking about the podcast and she's talking about how I'm just different. I'm different. And I'm like, what are you talking about? Like specifically, what are you talking about? And she she refers to episode numero dos where I'm sitting down with the beautiful Dylan and I refer to Dylan as the left nut to my right nut. And... I busted out laughing and I was like, mom, I was like, you got to understand, like, this is how normal people talk in my world. Like I can go, I can sit down with the group of friends that are like my people. I can sit down and we can sit there and I can, I can say the most degrading things to that person ever. And then in the same breath, start talking about, you know, how wonderful your day with Jesus has been. Like, that's the kind of friends that I have. And she was like, I just don't understand. And so I was like, you don't have to understand. You don't. 
I don't walk in and all of a sudden just go up to you and say, well, I just can't believe that you're reading scripture right now. I just don't do that. And she laughed and we laughed and that was it. And I was like, what? That's it? That's it? That's all I had to do is just actually talk about it with you? I didn't say that, but that's what I was thinking. And so it was a cool breakthrough moment with me and my mom. I said, I can't, I feel like I can't be me because I feel like you're not going to like me. And I, and so it was, it was an awesome moment because I, I realized that how stupid it was that I was afraid to be who I am because I was afraid that I wasn't, I was going to disappoint. Now, granted, I'm still not going 100% around my mom. I'm still going to keep it 25, 30%. I'm going to still respect her. I'm not going to walk in her house and anyway. But it was a cool moment. Like it was it was kind of just like it, again, I understand that I probably should have done this a while ago, but I didn't. So it was a cool breakthrough moment for me. And so I'm going to wrap things up, you guys. This has been a really cool episode. Uh, again, I know they, are, they can be confusing, but just please follow along um, because I'm really, really, really hoping that by future episodes, I'll be able to actually formulate a coherent string of words. So uh, I don't know what song to play. What song would be a good one to play? I know what I'll do. I'll do, uh, let's do a song called Screw Tape that I wrote after reading Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Amazing book. It is about a demon that is, it's, it's, a, it's a story written from a demon's perspective about how that demon gets the Christian to uh, do this or do that um it's so for me when i wrote this song i wrote it like as if as if my demons or if my burdens were singing a song to me like if they were speaking to me that's what i wrote this song about so enjoy this song is called screw tape we'll see you next time love you bye-bye i am your burden And I am the thorn in your side I am the one that you hate to love But you do all you I've set forth our agenda I know you'll go my way With a wink and a smile I'll have you for a while Come this way, come my way, come this way